Blog Talk Radio. Aldridge left, and then you know they started getting additional pieces of the names 
of um, the foreign players that seems to forget uh, to, to, to escape my mind at this moment. But right. this team that nobody knows about, once again, is back to winning 50 games again. Well, they have been, but over the past couple of seasons. Now, they've had some troubles in the first round of the playoffs and where they couldn't get out of the first round. And I guess that's one of the things you could probably hang your hat on if you're negative against Dane Willard and the Portland Trailblazers. But for them to, to mm-hmm. do what they've done, out where they are, um, yeah. with the talent level that they have, and to be as competitive in the West the way that they have over the past uh, five to seven years has been right. phenomenal. And now they get an opportunity to move on to the second round. Um, you get to see Dane Lillard a little bit longer. Even though that team, the, the, the guy who I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting about, um, he's been out since what, since since February? Yeah. And, and, and they the brought big over. Um, yes. So, you know, you have two big players on that roster who's out. They brought in a couple of vets. Uh to, to replace them, and they're still playing on that level. Um, God, I, I don't want to say, see, this is the reason why Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City, because we don't mm-hmm. know what the rest of the team makeup would be like, but right. this is what happens when you have two big contracts in OKC, and you can't get play out of anybody else on that roster. And it's been a relatively close series, even though Portland won the, won the series four games to one. It's been relatively close in comparison to the other tournament, the, the other series that aren't uh, San Antonio and, and Utah. I'm sorry, San Antonio and, and right. Denver. Yeah, San Antonio and Denver. That's been relatively close. Um, yeah, because if you look at it like game, I think it was a game two, I think it was. It could have went out of the way. Uh, Portland just beat mm-hmm. the hell out of, of OKC in Game Four. They they just they just took it yeah. to them. Um, but you had to admire OKC's fight last night. Sure, they gave it away at the end, but you have to admire the fight that they had. Yeah. That's all you really what you're asking for is the fight. Because just remember, <laughs> like in the fourth quarter, they went they being the Thunder went down went from being down six to being down fifteen. With seven minutes left to go in the ball game, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And you know the thing is, is that I, I, I mean, they know me. But I mean, it should have been a game six, to be honest with you, because they been. came with that fire. They came right at them. But I mean, we all know what happened. So, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I was going to say, say was well, game one could have went out of the way, not game two. Sorry about that. But go ahead. That's one. Oh, not a problem. Point of order on my part. But if you, if you look yeah. at it from this perspective, with the exception of that, uh, or the, with the exception of the San Antonio Denver series, the point differential yep. of the other playoff series, this is the lowest when it comes to Portland and Oklahoma City, being that, you know, Portland has a five point advantage per game um, mm-hmm. in, in, in that series, which is the, the, the lowest of the other seven. So that's, that's highly mm-hmm. impressive in terms of what. OKC brought to the table, but it, it just seems to be just not enough for them. So second round would be Portland and who? Is it the winner of the Denver-San Antonio series? Yeah, San Antonio season. Yeah, Denver-San Antonio series, the winner of that series. And you know Which what? would be interesting it, from a matchup perspective, especially if it's Denver. It, it would be, it, either way, it's going to be a very interesting series. Plus you add on the potential fatigue factor of a, of a series that's going to go six potentially seven games. Right. Ah. But, you know, it's that whole theory of West versus West on uh, on Portland's side and whether or not they can overcome that potential West that sets in. But this is a team um, who's been battling all year long and, and dealing with being bruised and battered, um, especially while trailing into the um, the playoffs. But they, they were just strong enough to um, to move on to the second round. Now, getting back to OKC for a minute, so we'll focus on that a little bit. Um, Russell Westbrook, it seems mm-hmm. that he's been cursed ever since, like, Durant's left town. Dude has yet to get out the first round since, no. since KD left town. And mm-hmm. you, I thought this would be the year to do it because I thought on paper 
that OKC was better than Portland. I think most people picked Portland to win the series. I mean, not Portland, but OKC to win the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is what is going? Why why can't I mean? I know a lot of people are saying that uh, Russell, Russell refused to change, but I saw a guy defer to Paul George this year. I seen a guy that actually, uh, like, brought uh, Schroeder to the fold, so to speak, in terms of like giving looks and everything else. So, I mean, it's the time to move, like, just, just, just get, just convince this just young cat to move to the two spot. So that, I mean, because he plays 100 miles per hour, which is not a yeah. bad thing in a sense because he plays hard, but you got to pick your spots. You can't go, like Barkley, Charles Barkley said last night, you can't be constantly going 100 miles per hour, you know what I'm saying? And Because you have to go, you have to go 70 sometimes, and, you know, sometimes you have to go 50. You know, but, you know, you know, but the point is that is, it, is, it, is, is, is Westbrook destined to, like, to, to underachieve in the playoffs because of his style of play, his sometimes bullheadedness in terms of shot selection, or is or or is it just too early to like throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak, like um, playoff legacy? <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you ask that because oddly enough, um, you can even look at it one or two ways. You can look at it. As saying that uh, Westbrook needs to step it up and be a little bit more mm-hmm. selfish, because when you look at it uh, statistically, you know the um, and, and, and I'm actually contradicting myself on what I just said not too long ago, but the uh-huh. depth of Oklahoma City versus the depth of Portland was relatively even. The disparity mm-hmm. comes in with that matchup between Dane. And, and and Russell Westbrook, where Dame actually outscored Russell. He's a better player, a, too, to my, my opinion. Yeah. I think he's better than Westbrook. I think he just is. Uh, he's he's definitely a better scorer. And most definitely yeah. he takes better shots. Most definitely takes better right. shots. But, yeah, he outscored him by about 10 points a game. So that's where that disparity comes in. Like I said before, you have a point differential of five points per game. And your key guy is getting outscored by their key guy by ten. That's yeah. if, you, if you're asking me, that's what part of that problem is. But at the same time, it would be beneficial for them to get at least one more guy out there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Schroeder wasn't that sure. guy, and I wasn't expecting him to be that dude when he came over mm-hmm. to Oklahoma City. Um, Stephen Adams is, is doing what he he does. And they just somehow get them a guy they should, that can give they, them a consistent He should be giving them more, 15. though. Yeah. He, he should be giving them more. He needs to be. You know, he is getting paid, too. And he's putting out less than 12 points per in this playoff series. <clears throat> very problematic. Right. Very problematic. But that could be – no, because West is, is distributing the ball. But, um, ah, yeah, I think it's somehow – Get better play, which is hard to say out of a guy that's giving you that's averaging almost a triple dub in the playoff series, you know, an yeah. average a trip dub in the regular season. But if you can get better play out of him and get better and, and get someone in there that can average at least fifteen, um, mm-hmm. then they they may be able to compete um, in the West. But as of right now, I, I, I guess you could say he's cursed, dude. Um... I mean, the thing is, is I mean, if you, it's just funny because I almost lose my train of thought at times. But um, why? I, I just, I just don't understand it. I mean, Portland on paper, I mean, they lost that big man late in the season, right, to injury. So mm-hmm. I just, this was, this was tailor made for OKC to take. This is just so tailor made for them to take. But I, I guess I close that out with saying this: this. Russell Westbrook is at a crossroads in his career, particularly when it comes mm-hmm. to the playoffs. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Look, triple doubles are – he's been triple double for, for a reason. He's unselfish. He's been more unselfish. But it seems like the triple those triple doubles of his are becoming empty calories because what the yeah. hell is he doing with them? What, what, what the hell has he been doing with them in, like in the playoffs? They haven't been translated. 
It's been it's mm-hmm. been it's just been first round exit the last three years. That's what's been happening, and you know it's I don't see it getting any better not out west, but I think the key for OKC going forward is to make her Janet Sharp. I think Janet Sharp said this: make Paul George the centerpiece, make mm. him the centerpiece. You know what I'm saying? Because he's he's, he's one of the best two way players in the game. Westbrook plays better. He's been better on defense this season. I think he's got to just send it around Paul George. Let Russell Westbrook actually bump that. Let Dennis Schroeder bring up the rock and let Russ play off the ball. That's, he seems to be good at that. Let him play off the ball. But that would mean taking the ball out of his hands, which means less likely to, under, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to get triple doubles. But, I mean, hell. They haven't been working well in the postseason. Not at all. You got to try something else. You got to try something else because no. you know what they say about insanity. So, exactly. But the, the the biggest question would be, you know, when we already know that he's more concerned with wins than, than or, or wait a minute, do we know that? Do we necessarily know that he's more concerned with wins than getting tripped up? We don't necessarily I think know that. That's matter. Yeah, he could be. He very well could be, but that's the thing that I'm that I, that I would be concerned about. Though, if you make him the two, he's going to be forced mm-hmm. to take better shots. He, he finished the series shooting well under forty percent. Dude, you can't have that. Not for, from a starter. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about under forty from three. I'm talking about under forty percent from the field. Period. Right. Can't have that. Right. Well, we'll have to see because he's at a crossroads, bro. Uh, and that organization is at a crossroads, too. Yeah. And, and, and we're not talking about T.J. McCullough, who, who came out of the ball, too, in the series. Yeah. You know, he, he, got he put up 22, 5, and, 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 and 4. So he had a pretty good series mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And, and you know, one, thing, one more thing about this, Portland. The neatest thing about mm-hmm. this Portland team, the two biggest stars from small schools. Yeah. You know, like Daimler is from Weber State and mm-hmm. CJ McCombs from Lehigh. And I think mm-hmm. he was on that same Lehigh team that beat Duke in the NCAA tournament one year. Um, I think that was in – yeah, I think I forgot how many – it's about maybe four or five years ago, something, something like that. But he was on that squad. If I'm not mistaken, he was on that squad, that, that Lehigh squad that, that, that beat Duke. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure he was on that squad. I have to check. On that, but it just popped in my head. But I think that's neat. That it doesn't matter. Once again, the show goes to show. It doesn't matter if you come up with a big program from a small school. If your ass can play, you have a place in the NBA. And I'm glad exactly. to see two young brothers from those two small schools are balling. So mm-hmm. uh, you're good for them and good for Portland. Great story for Portland. One thing about the Eastern Conference, I know you got two more series tonight in the. Uh, in the West, so we should wrap up tonight, so let's just go out East for a minute. We got what we want out East, the big four yeah. on the mm-hmm. second round. Milwaukee, Boston, Toronto. That's what we've been looking for all year. That's what we've been looking for because we all knew that those four are the top or the by far one of the best teams of these. No disrespect to Indiana. But they were without Oladipo, and they, they as much as hard as they play, they don't could go but so far. But mm-hmm. that's what I want to see now out east. Is that's where people, what people are looking for: Milwaukee versus Boston, Philly versus Toronto. Well, Toronto, Toronto versus Philly, I should say. Who you got out of those two series? Oh wow, um, Philly, Toronto, and Milwaukee and Boston. See, that's where, where yeah, it gets a little interesting, right? Um, yeah, because if round one is the indicator of what happens in round two, I would be concerned about Boston, and I would be concerned about Philly. Right. Um, they both played against teams. Well, actually, Philly and Toronto played against inexperienced teams. So, yeah. okay. They're supposed to do that, right? Because it's possible the amount of talent that they have on their squad, they're supposed to have had. Right. But um, Boston, 
who far and away, in my opinion, um, had more talent than Indiana, for whatever reason, struggled to even be a higher seed than them, even with Indiana not having Oladipo. Yeah. Now, I trouble. wasn't expecting Indiana, you know, to, to, to win that series over Boston because of the loss of, of Vic. But um, for them to play the way that they played throughout that entire series, once again, yeah, they won four games to one, but it was with a point swept, differential of – They swept in the eight, yeah, well, I'm sorry, yeah. it was a sweep. It was a sweep. But it was with a point differential mm-hmm. of eight points per game. That was right. the second lowest current winners uh, of the first round uh, series so far. So, yeah. Huh, if you're asking me, based upon what I've seen, I've got Milwaukee and Toronto advancing. The only thing is, what Boston team, because it's going to be Boston and Milwaukee in the first round, right? Right. Yeah. What what Boston team is going to show up against Milwaukee? Will we see the Boston team that we've seen drudge their way all the way up through the first round of the playoffs this year? Or we will see that scrappy team, even though will we see that scrappy team that played last year that now has two other, two all-stars to, to, to boot on that squad as well? You know, we, we don't, I, don't, mm. I don't know what Boston team we're going to get. And I, I think we won't find out until game three. If they're somehow mm. competitive, but they're down two games to one, there's a possibility that series goes six, maybe even seven. But if it's completely mm. lopsided, and it's the Greek freak show the entire time, which I still think it might be anyway. I don't, I don't, I don't see. Right. I, I think Al Holford will be able to slow down um, Giannis. Yeah. He ain't stopping him. And the way Giannis has looked, he's been MVP level all season long. I, I think this is, this is his playoffs to continue to shine. As for Toronto mm-hmm. and, and, and Philly, yeah. For whatever reason, yeah. Philly just showed their youth in that 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 series against um, against Brooklyn because they allowed them to get in their head. I don't know if Toronto uses the same tactic. That was a fun ass series, though. That was fun. It was. That's old school it, hatred. Another old school throwback. When you see that rivalry, you know what I'm saying. And and, and I love stuff mm-hmm. like that, man. I know you like it too. And and, and love it. It, 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 it was great to see, you know, for as short as it, as it was. But, um, God, this this should be this a, a series in which Toronto continues to advance. Now, as much as I dogged Van Vliet on this very show last season in the playoffs for, for missing that, that open bucket um, in that closeout game last year, um, with the Van Vliet, as, as well as the addition of Danny Green. Um, what's your boy's name? The, the, uh, God, I don't want to refer to him as the African. But um, he stepped up. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's Jabaka, unfair. Jabaka. I shouldn't. So Jabaka. No, not him. Um, the other cat who's been, been um, stepping up. Oh, uh, Anobi? What's his name, Anobi? I think his name is Anobi. I, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Up, but, 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 yeah, let's uh, but, yeah, but so, that's okay. Just, 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 sorry about that. Go ahead. That's right. Yeah, no, um, Siakam. Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Yes. He's yeah. been balling out of his mind. And the, the one thing, though, that Toronto can't do is they can't have another game one performance like Kyle Lowry gave them against. Orlando in, in, in the first round. They, they they cannot have another game out of him where he scores less than 12 points. They cannot. Because right. Boston will most definitely take advantage in that situation, especially if it's a situation where he's going to have to go up against Gary Terry, um, Kyle Lowry, and not Lowry, I'm sorry, um, 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 Kyrie yeah. uh, uh, Irvin and, and – um, God, what's the other guard they have out there in Boston? The other young guy, I see his face. But yeah, oh, uh, 
He's going to have problems on hey, the defensive side mean, of the ball. Did you Jason Tatum? Tatum, Tatum there you go. That's exactly what I was thinking uh, about. Okay, cool, cool. Got it. Yeah, so, so with, with, with him having to, to see potentially Tatum, Terry, and Irvin on the defensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. he cannot have Mike off offensively like he did in that game one against uh, Orlando. He cannot do it. But, um, yeah, everybody else is stepping up around them uh, 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 in Toronto. And I'm wondering whether or not Paul Gasol, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take the big things out of Paul. If Paul can give me five and two, five and three or more coming off the bench, then mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's doing his part. And, and, and also giving advice with his veteran leadership. The leadership of the championship leadership of Gasol, uh, 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 Leonard, and Danny Green should be enough for them to get over Boston in in, in five, maybe six, the way Boston's looking wow. right now. But if Boston can really somehow – I'm very bullish on, on Boston right now. The, Boston has given me this health schedule thing all season long. I don't know if they're capable of turning it around. I would like for them to turn it around. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm just intrigued to see what, what Toronto does and if they're capable of doing so. If not, if, if they, let's not forget, Toronto still has their demons that they need to exercise yeah. as well. They have the pieces to do so, but can they do it? And, you know, I don't know if they uh, – they have to prove it to me first before I get overly bullish on them. But I am bullish on them winning the series, though. Well, here's the thing about Boston. You know, even though uh, – uh, I saw like uh, Capella throw down two-handed jam on uh, on on, on uh, Utah's big guy. Uh, but anyway, oh wow! Um, I know that Boston looked bad against. I don't want to say bad, but they they looked sluggish against Indiana. Hell, they should have lost mm-hmm. the first two games of that series. Um, yeah. But but here's the thing though. Here here's what you know. Every team needs at least one big superstar, that shot taker, that closer, if you will. And, you know, Boston has that with Kyrie. And I know mm-hmm. Indiana has that too. I mean, Indiana. Uh, Milwaukee has that with the Greek freak. But the thing is, is that Boston, I think top to bottom has more talent than Milwaukee. I, I love the way Milwaukee is such a team. Uh, they build mm-hmm. them around, like the Greek freak and Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe. They all complement each other in so many ways. And plus, they have one of the best coaches in basketball in Budenhosel. Um, but here's the thing. While I think that people are taking Milwaukee, I like Boston this series. Again, because Boston has experience, and they have Kyrie, healthy Kyrie and the healthy um, – uh, what's his name? God, the white kid. I keep forgetting his name. Keep uh, Gordon Hayward. They got those Gordon Hayward, guys. yes. They're both healthy and motivated as hell. And, you know, don't, don't, don't you think that Kyrie hears, hears the whispers of what happened last year without him? And oh, Gordon Hayward as well? So I, I think I think it's on the human nature now. Granted, I don't know if they're coming out uh, over a high double juice in game one. I think Milwaukee will take game one. But I have Boston winning in six. I think Boston oh. used the experience to steal one of the first two games in Milwaukee. I think their whole mm-hmm. serve in Boston, and I think the experience those young guys on Boston had last season from last season is going to help them a lot in this series. And plus, don't forget, remember the whole uh, uh, Scary Terry and Eric, Eric Bledsoe kerfuffle last year when he yes. called him Drew Bledsoe <laughs> instead of yes. Eric. Uh, That's right. <laughs> which is entertaining. I, I I think that I think this is Boston's series to lose. I think I got Boston six. Now as for Toronto and Philly, look, I think it's gonna be very entertaining series. I think yeah, it's a case of two different strengths, right? Toronto's by far the deeper team, right? Mm-hmm. They 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 have Kawhi, the superstar Kawhi Leonard, and they have a deeper they have a deeper bench, right? But in better in better coaching because Philly's coach can't coach his way out of paper bag. But no. Philly has the 
one of the best starting fives in the league. And they will have mm-hmm. both series three of the best players on the floor. And, you know, and, and, and Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Jimmy Butler. And sometimes four if you count Tobias Harris. So, mm-hmm. but they're just not deep. They, they're, the, the bench is thin, and I think that's going to cost them the series. So I got Toronto winning that in six. So I have pretty much Boston and Toronto to take it home for the Eastern Conference call. So I have to correct myself. I was under the impression that it was Boston, Toronto, and Milwaukee, uh, Philadelphia, and that's my mistake. But I do have Milwaukee in seven over yeah. Boston because of that reason, the, the veteran experience over uh, Milwaukee. But I think uh, Giannis somehow pulls it out. And I agree with you with uh, Toronto over uh, Philadelphia in, in, in six. Let me ask you this, man. Who do you think is the best team in the East right now? You got the big four going at it, about to go at it in the, in the conference in the Eastern in the Eastern semifinals. Who, who's, who do you think is the best? I mean, I, I'm not convinced that Milwaukee is the best team, but let me just get your thoughts first, real quick. Well, if you ask me, well, you you are asking me who's the best. Um, <laughs> my God, oh man. Something in me wants to say either Toronto or Boston, right? Unfortunately, right. with all of the talent that Toronto, that Boston has, we haven't seen it all season long. I mean, this team is deep, especially from what they did last yeah. year, with them being literally minutes away from making the NBA Finals without two of their best players was phenomenal against that LeBron James team, even though LeBron got – well, well, the, the Cavs got beat in what in five that that in, in the finals. Or was that a sweep? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Either way, it was it was relatively bad. Um, <laughs> you would think, and everybody thought that this Boston team would come in, be the number one team this season, and and re- replicate what they did last year. Nowhere near it. Matter of fact, they come in and they were almost the fifth seed. They were very close to being the fifth seed behind, like we said earlier, an Indiana Pacers team that did not have their best player on their team. Um, right. So because of the fact that I haven't seen it this season and I can't go off of hopes, dreams, and wishes, you know, I, I can't give it to them. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead, and the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm trepidatiously giving this to Toronto is because of the fact that yep. – of what we know Toronto to do, but this is still not that same Toronto Raptors team. But once again, they still have to prove it to me. The way that um, yeah. Kawhi has looked, Kawhi is looking like the Kawhi of old. I understand it was against the Orlando Magic, but still, him being solidified as the best two-way player in, in the league, he looked it against Orlando, you know. And, and, and um, uh, uh, Siakam uh, looked well. Again, in that series as well. Um, so if they can continue to, to to have that play out of those guys, they very could be the rep out of the East, and and that's why I'm gonna trepidatiously lean on them against well as being the best team in the East, and that's only because even with what they've done this year, even with the All Stars of, of of Chris Middleton. And Giannis, mm-hmm. it's, it's something. Even though they came in as the number one seed this year, I don't know, man. It's still something about about Milwaukee's youth and the, the fact that they haven't done it before. It's the thing that where I'm like, eh, I don't know just yet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I, it, I I think as much as I want to say Toronto. Because I love the way the roster is constructed, I still like Boston. And it's coming. It's coming from a Knicks fan, who yeah. who who hates who whose birthright is to hate the Celtics and the Lakers. Um, I just on paper they're just better. I I, I mean they're deep. They mm-hmm. have Kyrie. They have Jason Tatum. They have Gordon Hayward. They they can get points from anywhere. Um. You know, and they'll only be enhanced if um, if if, if uh, what's his name? If one of the players can't come back healthy, um, 
I'm I'm blanking on a lot of shit tonight. I don't know what the fuck with me. But but the point is is that they they they're playing with a full of debt. And they can mm-hmm. they can easily go eight and nine deep. Marcus Smart, listen. If Marcus Smart becomes Marcus healthy, Smart, yes. If Marcus Smart becomes healthy, that will even enhance their chances even more, even more. I, and plus, the coach, I, I still love Splash Stevens as a head coach as well. Um, I just think they're the best squad in the East. I think out of those teams, have the best chance. Like Boston and Toronto have the best chance to win the title, in my opinion. Because they're both mm-hmm. deep, and they both have at least one superstar. So, um, so I, I like both of them, but I like Boston a little bit more, unfortunately. Uh, but last, last, last tip before we close out this NBA playoffs: Who you got? Do you have for it all? Do you have Golden State or the field? <sighs> you know what? I'm trying to remember if you asked me this question last week. And last week, Am I you know, with, 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 with trepidation, because the way that, that the, um, the first round was looking, you know, you had a couple of surprises there last week. You know, and in and, and, and game two, a couple of those were tight. So, you yeah. know, I, I, was, I was fearfully taking Golden State. That was then. Yeah. Yeah. now. This is now. That yep. fear is starting to slowly <laughs> subside. That Uh-oh. fear is starting to slowly subside. And it's going to be real interesting come the rematch. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's a done deal. Um, we, we know that Houston is going to go ahead and, and beat Utah tonight. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the series, especially with, with Houston having a full clip. Yeah. Can they knock them off? I'm thinking they're not scared of them. They're not scared of Golden State. They, they, they are not scared. They're of them. not scared of Golden State at all, and and they shouldn't be. Right. They really shouldn't be. The thing that I'm concerned about is Golden State beating Golden State. Um, right. We saw we saw KD allow Patrick Beverly get into his head, and I think that's one of the things that Houston's going to be missing. Um, in this series, is, is, is yep. having that dog and Beverly out there with them. Um, mm-hmm. But my God, we, we, we've seen it time and time again with those shooters in Golden State and, and what they're capable of doing. The thing is, is will Houston, because they're, they're not going to be able to, they, they tried to do it last year. They tried to do that whole track meet thing, and we, and we saw what happened when mm-hmm. Houston uh, has a bad night, and the chances of Houston having a bad night shooting are a lot higher than Golden State having a bad night shooting. Mm-hmm. So if that happens again, we know what's going to happen. But, yeah, I think this will be the speed bump in the road to Golden State advancing to the championship. But I think it's a speed bump that, that Golden State handles relatively well. I mean, I, I, it goes six against Houston, but it's mm-hmm. six with, with Golden State advancing. And I, 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 don't, I don't see, I don't see Golden wins State being series, afraid of anyone else remaining. Whoever wins that series is going to represent yeah. the West. I, yeah, I think uh, I think we're going to see the Now, what's is Charles Barkley. <laughs> he loves he's big on Portland. He loves Portland. He's been saying that since the since the cows came home. So yeah, sticking with it, seeing something about it, sticking with it. But he thinks Portland will not only represent the West but win it all. But I, I look, I haven't been taking the field because I haven't seen anyone. Stop Golden State. Houston came very close last year. They were a Chris Paul injury away from beating Golden State. I don't care what anybody yeah. said. Um, but here, here's the deal, though. I'm going to be that a-hole that's going to think outside the box and take the field. Do it. And not only that, I think Boston, I said it earlier, I made a mention earlier, I think out of Boston, Mm-hmm. Or go to Toronto. Or Toronto 
can take out Golden State. They both got the superstars and they got the death. Two mm-hmm. things that you need against Golden State. And you got to let some cats on both squads to play defense and offense, especially Toronto with Kawhi, the one or two, the best two-way players in the NBA. Um, it's, it's so, at any rate, I, 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 I like the field. That's what I'm trying to say. I like the field. And if Golden State proves me wrong, they're only the defending champs. They're supposed to be exactly. So, supposed to be yeah. so I agree with you. I'm just, I'm just too, you know, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I can't step out on faith on the field just yet. Oh, no, I understand. You know, I totally get it. You know, so, you know, <laughs> so prove me wrong, field. I, 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 I won't be mad if the field proves me wrong. I won't. Mm-hmm. I got you. I get it. Um, okay, so we got one last thing here. The NFL drafts tomorrow night, bro, and, you know, I'm not asking the preview at all because that's – it's such a freaking crapshoot. The main thing is two things. Mm-hmm. Cal, does Kyler Murray go number one? And if not, what the hell are the, are the Arizona Cardinals thinking? <sighs> um. I believe he goes number one, but if he doesn't, that means that um, the boy, the new head coach over there in Arizona, likes Rosen and thinks that he can win with Rosen. But the way that they've been talking to him and the way they've been treating him over the past couple of months shows me otherwise. Now, I I know that, you know, your boy has, has liked Kyler since he attempted to recruit him back in his high school days. The split offense that he runs, Kyler will be fantastic to run that offense. If it's anybody other than Kyler, I will be completely shocked. I really would. Um, yeah. But that's what I'm expecting to come out of that, um, come out uh, number one tomorrow, and, and that's Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, look, here's how I think about this. Arizona would be borderline slow if they don't choose Kyle Murray. Here's the deal. Arizona has a lot of shit going on. A lot of people on the line, jobs on the line. Namely, one, uh, Steve Klein, the, the general manager. Uh, keep in mind, he's coming off of a, a bad DUI, okay? He actually fired a guy only one year after only one year on the job. I know they were horrible last year, but you had to change coaches because, well, actually, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, the last coach retired, but he's back. He unretired to go to the Buccaneers. So I don't know if this is, he just wanted the hell out of Arizona or not. But, but, you, but on top of that, you're asking an owner who you convinced to trade up to draft Rosen last year mm-hmm. in order to – Throw the baby out with the bathwater. Now, I'm not saying that they should keep Rosen because look at the coach that he hired. He hired a dude who not only, like, employs a style that fits someone better, like, with the skill sets of Kyle Murray much better than Rosen, in my opinion, but he's a, he's a career under 1,500 coach. So, you essentially, you fired a guy who's been failing up. That the guy got fired from Texas Tech from not winning enough. So mm-hmm. you're going to tell me that you're going to bring in a coach like that with a staff, an offensive style that better suits Kyler Murray and then not possibly not draft Murray? That's just stupid. And, that would be insane. You know, it's it, it, it just stupid because, I mean, hell, I'm not, I didn't even bring up the fact that uh, uh, Kingsbury has been recruiting Murray for several years while he was in high school. And mm-hmm. recruited him when he was at Texas Tech. I mean, Texas A&M, by the way, he went to Texas Tech. But I say all that to say this, man. Arizona, Steve Klein and the Cardinal front office would be fools, would be downright fools to turn on Kyle Murray. They got to trade whatever they can get for Rosen at this point. They can't keep holding on because everybody in their mama knows that they're not going to possibly not going to keep Rosen. And everybody yeah. knows that, by the way. So no one in their right mind is going to give up a first-round pick. So I don't think that any seconds that I don't think that thirty-one other seconds out there that I would do that. 
So Klein might as well just clear the deck, bring in a tie, who fits his coach's offensive schemes the best, novel concept, right? And just let mm-hmm. it just let that be. But to me, I think they dropped the Cowboys because I don't think the Cardinals are that fucking stupid. Like, that's no. That's just what I think. So, uh, no. But yeah. But I'll say what, though. Steve Klein is on the clock, though. You better get this right. Because oh, yeah. all well, this last year, I mean, that's, it's, 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 you know, it's a wrap. But I think that's the only drama in this in this first round. But, uh, yeah, anyway. They're trying to draw up drama. They're trying to draw up drama. You, you've seen it because you, you sent it to me. And it <laughs> made me – I reacted to it before I – before you sent it to me because, of course, it's been something that's been talked about in, in, in local radio here just this morning. Right. And for the fans that don't know what I'm talking about, that is, of course, oh, yeah. the two words that I don't want to hear involved in any draft as a Redskins fan at all are Daniel and Snyder. And it's been brought up <laughs> that Daniel Snyder, and, and, along with uh, Bruce Allen, who I will, of course, would, would, would think would be responsible, are the guys that are spearheading the decisions in the war room uh, for, for, for the draft for the, uh, coming up tomorrow. <laughs> now, mind yeah. you, I would expect the owner to be in on it because, of course, she's signing the checks. But yeah. with the dude who has a history um, of playing fantasy football, now, that, that, that's, that's you just understood as well. I want to go ahead and make sure – I get everyone's mind straight in, in, in radio land out there. Snyder really hasn't played much of a role in terms of decision-making as it pertains to players coming into his organization ever since Bruce Allen took the helm. It's really yeah. been Bruce and, and, and Doug, Doug Williams, for those that don't know, in, in terms of mm-hmm. the deals that they've signed, bringing in a lot of um, veteran talent, or being able to finagle contracts in a way that's cap friendly for them. It just happens to be that they got stung with the Alex Smith situation. If they have Smith, you know, it's not much of a situation where they still go to their, excuse me, that hamstrung in terms of what to do with the rest of the team. But since they have $22 million going to a player that's not going to play, that's an issue. Um, mm-hmm. Now you throw in the fact that Daniel Snyder will be involved, and there's a lot of talk that you know he's looking to move up into the top five. If that is true, this little bit of hair that I have on top of my head, man, I'm pulling out because I'm gonna, I'm going to lose it all, man. I'm just going to lose it because this team yeah. has too many holes to fill. Um, right, and of course that 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 brings in trade day drama in terms of what the Skins have to give up who they leapfrog and adjust everyone's draft, who the skins will go after. And, of course, right now it seems like it's going to be Dwayne Haskins. That's the guy that everyone's thinking that they're going to target. But this team has so many holes to fill to try to jump up from, from 15 to 5. They know what type of hole they had to give up in order to move up from 5 to 2 in order to get uh, Bruno Bob three sticks. That's Robert Griffin III, for those who don't know. But – they, yeah. That harder they gave up to get him was astronomical. Imagine having to jump up at least 10 spots, if not more, and what you might have to give up. This team is not going to be competitive for a very long time if that's what they end up doing just to get a quarterback, and they have no receivers whatsoever to throw it to because Josh Dotson as a target isn't working. Pete Richardson, yeah. the guy to get from Seattle, wasn't healthy last year. You lose um, – What's the other receiver uh, uh, out of Duke that, that went to the Jets? He's now gone. Jamison Crowder? Jamison Crowder. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. You, you, you lose yeah. Maurice Harris to, to the Patriots. Uh, 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 Jordan Reed can't stay healthy. Uh, there was discussion of whether or not to hold on to uh, Bernard Davis or not. And you almost have no choice if you can't get you a, a third option, at least at the, at the receiver spot. What do you do? And you yeah. you throw a lot away, man. Because if that happens, it just becomes the same old skin, and and a fan base that is already distraught 
and 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 not caring right now, it will only get worse if they trade up five spots. They may be happy for a moment, but when they realize that they don't have a, a, a team to be competitive, it's, we are just going to get yeah. back in, and then we're just going to see a whole lot of Cowboys and Eagles and and Giant fans and whomever else is coming to the FedEx this year to play against the Skins. You're going to see a lot of them up in FedEx this year again. Well, let me ask you this. A lot of people don't have uh, Dwayne Haskins far past the Giants, but I've seen people mocks some mocks where they have Daniel Jones going to the Skins. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a disaster for Daniel Jones, <laughs> personally. That's why. To your point, they have a lot of holes to fill, and, and you know, yeah. I think that the thing is, that's an if. That's one of those if situations. If they're capable of filling yeah. holes, that'd be fantastic. I would prefer Skins. Use that 15th overall pick on, say, like, if if a wide receiver talent that is not DK Metcalf is um is there and and good enough to take that 15th spot, I don't want them reaching either at 15. Right. If they can somehow get a receiver yeah. there, fantastic. If they can go ahead and get them an edge rusher, outside linebacker, fantastic. Mm-hmm. If they can somehow get right. them to take the opposite of Landon Collins. Fantastic, but it, I don't. No circumstances do I want them reaching for somebody um, just to say that they got a, a talent in there, so that the fans can be happy, and then come week six be mad all over again because the team's not winning. Yeah. Well, man, I'll be praying for you to draft tomorrow night. But well, uh, let's just keep thinking positive vibes, man. Hey, we're going to talk next week about the draft and shit. Yeah, I know you're going to try. (laughs) I know you're trying, but I'll holler at you next week, brother. Yeah, man, good luck to the HBCU players out there who are on the draft board for tomorrow, man. Yeah, we're going to talk about them next week as well. I'm sure there's a lot out there. So, uh, yeah, let's do this, man. Let's do this. Peace. It's my guy, D. Nash. Please check him out on... um, uh, the Yards slash HBCU Sports will rest about all things HBCU Sports as well as Leeds and Radio and we're going to Facebook Live. Good old NFL draft. It's a time to look to see who's, <laughs> who's messed up and who, who did the right thing without even having to play the NFL down. But that's what the NFL draft was. why I love it. But thank y'all for tuning into the podcast. It's Scott Burke signing off. Oh, good night.